I don't know. I mean, it was inevitable that he was going to get all the stones, and it was inevitable that he was going to do the snap, and that's how it was going to end. Mm-hmm. And it was inevitable that we have to send the original Avengers off on one more mission before we say goodbye. So it's like, why have the movie? Like, let me just have a Star Wars crawl and know that, and then make the, an actual cool movie. I. Well, you want a Star Wars crawl for yeah, a being that I do. has never interacted right. with any of these people for, just instead rolling of, up and Instead snapping? of watching two and a half hours of a movie I already know is going to happen. Also, I, mean, I, okay. I understand I'm being a prude, but I don't care about like this super cool let's team up and then do this weird fight scene and then the fight scene's over so let's move to the next fight scene so i get it superheroes are like not my thing to begin with and they're fine but it's just that's my thing wait but like when you go see a movie where you know the good guys are gonna win does that bother you because you know they're gonna win like you're gonna we're gonna watch this this star wars movie you knew that like anakin was gonna turn to the darks i guess this isn't a good example this is a terrible but, example but like when you watch a star wars movie do you, normally are you like you know man cinematic classics <laughs> no i didn't have a problem with that okay but it's like i i'm not saying i have an issue with the ending itself mm-hmm. i i didn't care about how we got there like <laughs> I, and it's like i didn't feel like there was a story there to to go through see i i liked it specifically because this was a movie where like they had to lose like that's you about the only yes. way that you would ever see that is if it, they have to do a movie where they have to lose to set up a different thing i and i okay. like that i i agree but i i also think that like i i thought that thanos's motivation was kind of dumb oh yeah like it the, whole, no the whole like i'm doing this okay. because i'm actually like super sympathetic and just championing the cause of like mm-hmm. oh, sustainability yeah. within yeah, but, the universe. But let's I'm be like, real no, though. I want him. To, I want him to roll up and be like, "Guess what? I just love killing people and things. I well, love death and carnage, and to, I don't want to kill." And he did that right way better in Endgame than you he gotta, did. In you Infinity gotta War. grow back enough people so that I can keep killing stuff. So to I'm be just gonna fair, kill half of you. So nap. To be fair, in the comic version, he is literally trying to bang death. Like, that is his no, goal. No, yeah, I know. The character of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, that is well, his, his actual though. goal. That's just, a little just, bit too just taking, metaphysical. Let's just take Rick's rule of movies. using just what's on film, okay? I I will say, I, I agree. From a logical standpoint, mm-hmm. it, it's a dumb idea to erase half of the yeah. population and then just start over. There's, there's no, tons of For that reason. It. Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like... In what madman is like making sense when he's out to destroy the universe like his plan is not out of sound logic it is i'm pissed because something happened to me that, and now i'm going back and doing something about it no, that that not, would be fine that would be fine if he showed any other like if he was that kind of a madman in anything else but it's literally like hey i'm like I'm supposed to be this master tactician and this super amazing the movie, warlord the movie and i'm just like yeah. super awesome at everything except i'm I have this stupid idea. It doesn't present his idea as insane, which it is, like, in, on, on multiple levels. It presents it as, like, he is... It presents it almost, like, borderline sympathetic. Yeah, and which is yeah, something but, I appreciate about because it. Because it's Thanos' movie, it's supposed to come across that way. Right, he's the protagonist of, of that movie. Of Therefore, you're supposed be. to be sympathetic. No, I, dis- I disagree. He 100% needs to be the protagonist. Yes, of that was, of, of that was the War. best part of that movie. Because they need to set him up as a character. You can ki- you kind of have to root for him by the end because he's the one who's going to win. Like because The way that you set it up as a, from a storytelling perspective. every movie is about the hero's journey. Therefore, we have to like I mean, Thanos. the hero's journey is a really good way I to agree. set up movies. You're right. Like, that's, I'm just saying. That is a, that is a good way to do it. It has to be about Thanos. Yeah. Let him go through the hero's journey without us like without making us sympathetic to him. That's impossible. That's impossible. That's literally the point of the hero's journey. What are you saying? What do you mean? Like let him go through all the steps, but like we hate him all along the way. That's what they did. 
Like he No, do. I didn't hate him by the end of it. I Why like, not? Oh man, look at him. He he's, he's was, trying really hard. Wait a minute. That's what that what? is what the hero's journey is. It is designed to make Ugh. you sympathetic Josh, to a person. How do you person. not hate Thanos at the end of the movie? He's murdered half the half of the universe. He has been an abusive father who then kills his daughter. He yeah, is... I know, but he cried when he killed Gamora. So what? Wah, wah. No, like I know I'm supposed to still hate him, but I'm like, but it's but it's it's the whole like okay, like yes, I know I'm supposed to still hate this villain, but they're playing the sad music instead of the hate this guy music kind of stuff. You know, we're like all the you're movie, telling me. The movie all you're telling itself, me right now is you're a, is you're a follower. You're a follower. <laughs> oh my, who just get is... out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, you Revenge of the <laughs> Revenge of the Sith loving jackal. You're right. I I enjoy, from a movie perspective, whoa, I whoa, enjoy whoa. Revenge of the Sith more than I do Infinity. War. Okay, come look, at me, look, bro. No, because I'm about to start talking about this because we're not watching Endgame tonight, <laughs> despite what our listeners might think based on our conversation up till now, which has been borderline. I can't 10 help minutes it long. that you decide to just start rolling whenever, and we just keep talking. Look, I roll from mic check into B-roll. That's how it goes. <laughs> now we're look. Okay, we're we're still prepping to get ready for. Uh, the new Star Wars movie coming out. We're still watching through all the movies, and mm-hmm. tonight we're watching Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm a student here in Nashville, uh, and I've lost the will to live tonight. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and Jared, you are my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to destroy this movie, not join it. Uh, my name is Jared, and I have the high ground. We're opinionated. And like I said, today we're watching Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. It has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, which is it's stupid. Dope. No, it's not. It, it's no, dope. It's stupid. It's a good movie. Dope is a good word it for it. It was written yeah. and directed by George <laughs> Lucas, and it stars Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Samuel L. Jackson, and many, many others. Three years into the Clone Wars, the Jedi rescue Palpatine from Count Dooku. As Obi-Wan pursues a new threat, Anakin acts as a double agent between the Jedi Council and Palpatine and is lured into a sinister plan to rule the galaxy. Dun, dun, dun. I can honestly say I've never read that synopsis before. It kind of makes sense, though. It does. It's, it's fairly, yes. it's fairly uh, decent. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe that you guys like this movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow better, your roll. Better than the other two prequel <laughs> movies. There you <All> right. go. <laughs> One, I can't believe that you don't recognize Attack of the Clones as the hot garbage that it is. It is horrible. I recognize it as the entertaining hot garbage No, that there's it is. nothing entertaining about it. It's incredibly entertaining. Two, it is a great movie. I love it. Revenge of the Sith. It is not 90% a great of it. Revenge movie. of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It is you're, not a you're great You're going hard movie. on that great, right? Like, I, you're, you're going to stick I'm, to that gun. I'm holding, on, I'm holding to it. I'm going to be that guy tonight. You know, I will say this. The novelization of this, this movie is pretty good. <laughs> Which but, is gr- great. Maybe we'll do that for book club, but we're watching a movie tonight. <laughs> we actually should. That'd be good. No, we actually should interesting. Like, I, I don't want mm. to. Uh, it, it might be amazing, but this movie. Okay, the reason that I dislike this movie so much is because um, in the previous movies, the romance plot uh, is hot garbage. Hot garbage, yeah. but to the point where it's entertaining because it's fun for me to make fun of and laugh with my friends about. In this movie, it it doesn't get to that point. It's just bad and boring and tedious, and there's so much of it. I, I will say that this movie has some of the coolest fights and like action sequences. I think General Grievous is fun to watch fight around as much as a 
four-armed lightsaber spinning robot is fun to whoa, watch. Whoa, let's but, not be clear. Let's be unclear that because he's not the most fun that a four-armed lightsaber spinning robot can be because we have the Clone Wars TV show and the Clone Wars like short cartoons fine, 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 where fine. he's amazing and as this he's just kind of like as eh. fun yeah. as a four-armed lightsaber whirling robot right. with asthma. But Rick, that's not, that's not fair because Dave Filoni probably understands Star Wars better than George Lucas does. I'm not intent. Like, how is that not fair to not, <laughs> not judge this Star Wars? By the measurement of other Star Wars, because it's not a movie, that doesn't matter. No, it's your rule. We're 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 reviewing movies based on movies. I mean, I can compare this to the other Star Wars movies, and it fails the test of almost all of them except the previous two, and maybe not even. I don't know. Phantom Minute. Yeah, this is better than Phantom Minute. It is absolutely like. not. It is okay for. Uh, I put I, 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 I want I want to be clear close, when yeah. I say that it's not as good as or better than the other two. But you and I, I am say- not saying that it is a worse made movie. I'm saying that it is not as entertaining as the other two prequels. Garbage. I mean, absolute garbage. I. If if only for prequel memes, I disagree because there's enough prequel memes from this movie I, listen, to make it I worth it. I love this movie, and I agree with you that prequel memes is the best thing that's come out of this movie. <laughs> All right, I want to hear you guys talk about why you like this movie so much. Again, you're going way too <laughs> no, hard on Rick, that. Why is Revenge of the Sith your movie, favorite movie? <laughs> this movie, <laughs> because it's Back to the Future. Um, oh god! <laughs> I put that disc in the case. <laughs> Um, no, th- I, I think that this movie is better because it has better storytelling structure. The the parts of it are are stronger as a whole. You get and you get a more interesting story. The characters work better. Now I'm saying these things that are positive, but when you look at them compared to other movies that were made competently, they're still bad. They're when just you say not a more as bad. Interesting story. Surely you mean a like more hits the points that a story should hit, but not actually as interesting as the previous movie's story. Way more interesting than the Clone Wars. How is Way this more, more in- interesting? Because the Clone Wars is painfully boring. There is almost nothing going on. The love story sucks, and Obi-Wan is a dope for 90% of the movie. There's a good <laughs> scene at the end Even, in the okay. arena. All right, let's. I, I'm going to count how many times Obi-Wan gets his ass kicked in this movie. I'm fine with him That's getting fine. his ass kicked. That's fine. That does not make for a bad thing. It's not like the last movies were awesome because Obi-Wan was kicking ass. <laughs> or anybody else for that matter. I, I remember Luke getting wrecked several times that in, the, fight, in the original man, trilogy. Man, Luke getting wrecked by Vader is one of the best fight scenes that has ever been put to a movie. The best part about that is Vader wasn't even trying. Right? It's amazing. I cannot wait to talk about that fight. Oh, yeah. That'll be great when we get to some good movies. But, Jared, right. how about you? Why is this your favorite movie? I Okay. So, I actually really <laughs> enjoy this God. movie. I, I think that... Um, okay. So, for one, I love the political intrigue. Okay. So, I love what Palpatine is doing, moving all the pieces around. Which is what all Star Wars fans say. Like, man, I watch man, Star Wars for the politics of it. I don't give a damn what okay, Star wait, Wars no, fans no. When, when politics is done well in a movie, it is actually genuinely interesting. Game of Thrones built an entire, like, multi-million dollars like franchise on it sure also say what you will george had a good idea for palpatine and the way that he's manipulating everything going on behind the scenes yeah exactly Mm, okay yeah yeah, the the idea idea the idea is really cool and I can push past as yeah. a Star Wars fan and him, the and crappy him writing, being like the opposite to Jar Jar, who's You're being secretly a major the Sith troll. Behind. Dude, I know you've go, seen that theory. You need to go sit on the toilet and get that crap out of your butt, <laughs> and then come back and let's try again because you're being sour grapes right now. I am sour grapes. I'm so pissed. I love. I know how Rick shut feels your now. mouth. I you ask me a question, feel. I'm going to answer it. Damn it! I also <laughs> really enjoy the um, Obi Wan and Anakin fight scene. I think that's great. I agree. Also, the love story is actually believable this time around. So believable. 
I actually believe it. More believable, yes. I will go along with that. It, it is not painfully awful to watch because there's actual tension going on. Which because version of this movie have you seen? I no, think no, no. you have completely forgotten it. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that, but honestly. But I think the thing of it is, is like, movie. okay, in... In in Clone Wars, the th- the dynamic between Anakin and Padme was that of a creepy stalker. Well, yes. Are you but, thinking about Attack of the Clones? Yeah. What'd he say? No, I, I maybe I wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> in that movie, the the dynamic between <laughs> I think them. You did say Clone is, Wars by mistake. Yeah, <laughs> no, on, I did say on. it on purpose. The dynamic in that movie between Anakin and Padme is no, they're Clone both Wars, super. Attack of the Clones. Whatever. That, no, that's, that's, that's what a big that's distinction. What we're talking okay. About. Oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> go that, on. That is go the distinction. In the movie that I'm talking about, the clone thingy episode two, some clones show up at the end, and it's not really any important. It's an important distinction because I actually really appreciate the relationship in the Clone Wars. In episode two, the first two minutes of some clones fighting with the stocking the, <laughs> the relationship between Anakin and Padme there's no tension there because they're really just both into each other at least supposedly like uh-huh. that is sort of the idea that you're supposed to get in this there's actual tension because you've got this idea that she's going to die Anakin is being super weird and, and creepy in a way that is actually destructive to the relationship and is pulling them apart well okay and I'm curious then because are you saying that you like these ideas because on paper they work a whole lot better? Because for me, like, sure, in execution, I still don't buy it. I am saying that the base foundation of what is put to, to movies, like the scenes themselves, the idea behind those scenes works better than it does in previous movies. The previous two movies are very meandering. There's no real central like character that you're like, this guy is the protagonist. Like, You can't even figure out who the protagonist is of The Phantom Menace. And so like in this movie... Palpatine's in two scenes in The Phantom Menace. But they're the most important. (laughs) That's why that movie sucks. Anyway. That movie doesn't suck. Oh, yes, it does. We talked about it. Anyway, so. so, I'm a Star Wars purist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a story purist. No, no, okay, okay. But but, so for some reason, you love the relationship in this movie. I... I love it because it's actually believable this time, and I want to believe that my man is actually falling to the dark side for more than just whatever I watched in episode two, okay? Instead of his mom dying, it's his girlfriend dying. Yeah. well, Because he killed no, her. No, we can all wife. agree, no, no, we can all agree that his mom dying was the beginning of it. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, the Jedi Council was the beginning of it, but, you know, we're <laughs> that's semantics. And then him being paranoid and not knowing how to manage his emotions, you know, is what cause him to turn to the dark side but sure we'll There's we'll talk about of, that more once we finish watching yeah, it yeah lots of options for why he turned to the dark side and became the most badass villain ever but um anyways. man i can't wait to get to those movies <laughs> <laughs> but you love it i do i think it's great okay i also the first 20 minutes from opening scene to um where they rescue palpatine great i love it it the synergy there is awesome cool well uh, I can't wait to talk about this after we're done watching the movie. I can't, I, I, I'm not looking forward to watching the movie, but it should at least be fun to talk okay, about. Okay, so I, I'm sorry. I know you want to get done, but I we have to address this. <laughs> sure. You are... Okay, so I'm sorry. Let me attack me first. <laughs> I have this I have this ability to like push, ba- push past like crappy CGI, sure. most bad dialogue. Sure. Like I think Attack of the Clones like brings it to a new level for me to where I just can't. I, it's too in my face that I can't just ignore it. You can only take so much crap being thrown in your I eyes. I want you to take this movie and at least give it a chance because I have you, given it like four no, chances. No, to hell with that. You are sitting here and telling me that you love Attack of the Clones head and shoulders above this movie, which is the most ridiculous hands thing down. that try, I have try ever Try to look at this life. funny as being as funny as Attack of the Clones is to you. Just, I will try. It, it's it's literally the romance plot. It's literally the Anakin and Padme I and think, their whole see, drama that's what going I'm back saying. and forth. You are talking about the wrong movie. <laughs> 
That's what happened to this one. He's all like, boo-hoo, I had a dream where you died, and I'm all sad because I've never had a dream before, and I don't know how nightmares work, (laughs) and now I'm going to ruin my life because of it. In the last movie, he had a dream that his mom was dying, and his mom died, and you love that movie. It's your favorite movie of all time. (laughs) Of all time. (laughs) I just give it a chance. Sure, sure. I'll give it a chance. Guys, guys, let's all give it a chance together right now. (sighs) We'll be back in a minute once we watch episode three, Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Revenge of the Sour Grapes. I need your help, son. I'm appointing you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? Obi-Wan and the council don't trust me. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? Okay, so there's a difference to me between defending the point of I like this thing and this thing is good. Those are two very separate things. But because... I know the lore around Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate several things in this movie that the movie critic will not. That's fair, but I also know those things. And I will admit they make the movie better, but they're not a part of the movie. They are things outside the movie that you have to bring in to make the movie more tolerable. Like, it, you're right. Like, that is a difference in, in, uh, perspective. But I think that it's, I don't think that you are wrong to enjoy this movie and to care about it. Okay. I, I like that's that's not where I'm coming from, but that, I'm trying to base it on judge it on a movie that I would judge any movie that I'd never seen before. Like if if I had no knowledge of Star Wars and I came in to watch this movie and see, I had no and, love for Star Wars, and I will like, never come, come at from? these movies that way. And that's fair. I just won't. But I I and maybe this is a consequence of of doing the podcast for all these sure. years or it might just be the way that I look at stories because I'm a writer it could be any number of things but I I don't feel that it is fair to movies to judge them the way that I do and to presume to be as um objective as I try to be when I'm rating these movies and talking about these movies and to to give it gimmies like that because there's a lot of things that are wrong with this movie there and it a big part flaws. of it I, I won't deny that and a big part of that is that you know uh, the foundation of the last two movies is not a good one to build any movie on like there there's almost nothing you can do at this point that would make this trilogy workable but i think that they do a bit big job of stepping up the quality from the previous movies but at the same time i do think that that makes it less mockable because the previous movie especially was so silly and yes. so ridiculous oh, way and so dumb yes. in mm-hmm. so many respects that it's easy to just point and laugh at it and that can be a lot of fun but this movie has a lot of at least decent scenes and even though the dialogue at at a lot of points is very stilted the uh, the things that you are supposed to do to make a scene work are present in these scenes in a way that they are not in the previous two movies. In the previous two movies, a lot of scenes are just info dumps and there's no real character work. But in I, this yes. movie, there there is a definite character arc that the characters take throughout the movie. I will agree with that. And I appreciate you saying all that because for me, what I have understood as we've done this so far, I have no doubt that you are a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, You and I have known each other a long time, so I can <laughs> I can at least... Bank on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I, taking your same approach, if I just walked onto this podcast mm-hmm. and we started having this discussion with no knowledge of each other before then, right? I would say that you would happily sacrifice Star Wars for the sake of a better movie. 
and where I'm coming from is I would not do that. I am entertained by Star Wars, not well, by a good movie. Well, okay, and what I would say is that you and I are actually coming at it from opposite ends of the same side. Yes. Where we're coming at it from an entertainment perspective. I think you still have to be able to say, here's the merits of the movie itself, but here's what I get from it, right? Like, I can say that the previous two movies are bad, bad movies, but what I get from them is a level of entertainment that you guys don't, and so I'm going to defend them. And the same is true for you with this movie. You got to be able to admit that this is a bad movie. I agree. But because you have all of this outside information, you're able to enjoy it and get a lot more entertainment from it that people who don't have that same Star Wars fandom, that same outside information that you do, those people aren't going to be able to enjoy this movie like you do. I will say, I want to retract. I I semi-agree, okay? I think that there are parts of this movie that are bad. Again, as we've seen all through the prequels, Poor execution on multiple fronts, especially dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When, as much as I I, hate you, (laughs) as much as I want to defend Obi Wan Kenobi, the absolute scene is is it's the dumbest line that George Lucas could have ever come up with. I love. I mean, he's he was trying to dig that hole deeper every time he could. But so, but listen, episode one, episode three, from a Star Wars perspective. I'm completely entertained the entire time. What mm-hmm. does that mean to you? Because I, I do want to push back on your statement of sacrificing Star Wars for a better movie. Because I, I, But I don't know that I am entirely understanding what you're saying with that. So we've talked all through these three movies mm-hmm. about the ideas behind the movie and yeah. the plan mm-hmm. that I'm going to put in heavy quotations right. <laughs> that was put in place. I really like that as a Star Wars story. That that I, plan that you yeah that, okay. that he is trying to present in execution form sure we, we there are a multitude of us Star Wars fans that can say you know even though these aren't executed well I can see what he was trying to do mm-hmm. does that make sense right so from that perspective I can say that I enjoy what is what I am seeing behind the scenes of the idea and I'm trying to push through. Right, the the, the, it, the bad dialogue. If if I could give you an analogy okay. to uh, to how this sort of sounds like to me, it it is <laughs> as though you're saying, and this is sort of the way that I look at it. Like, because I, I can see the the plan that is there. I can see what the attempt is is to be to is that he's trying to do here, right? Yeah. But it is as though you plan to give me a delicious. Uh, thing of of food, right? Yep. A, a delicious bowl of ice cream. Sure. But you covered it in poop. And like that may be delicious ice cream underneath all that poop. Sure. But there's still a lot of poop in my ice cream. I and think so it's very difficult for me to enjoy this ice cream with all this, this poop. This is not <laughs> the rocky road I expected. <laughs> I, I think the analogy is fair. I think the analogy goes a little too far um, because you're still willing to eat the poop. <laughs> well, which is not something you would do with a right. bowl of ice cream with poop on top of it. Right. So I think but, it's too harsh, but that's that's fair. Fine. Ice cream with anchovies on it. <laughs> sure. Like, I, that's fine. It, I, I'm it, okay with that. You dumped a whole thing of salt you're, in my You're in willing my ice to cream. still eat whatever is on top of the ice cream because you've sat through the movie but as many times. So. But you've done to, it multiple times. This be, isn't the first time you saw the movie. To be fair. Yeah, but I only watched it willingly once. Every other time I was coerced into it. But how many, not, ta- how many times have you seen the movie? You four. Mentioned- that's a lot to just be pressured into doing it. I mean, it's because I enjoy hanging watching. out with my friends, not because I want to watch the movie. I, I will never willingly watch this movie for not an outside purpose again. Almost every time I have watched this movie in, I guess, since the first time I saw it was for 
this podcast because yeah. I've watched it several times for this podcast and I hope I never have to again for the it. The only well, time I willingly saw this movie was in theaters before I knew what happened in this movie. Okay. I can say that I've watched this movie close to 10 times at this point for various Good reasons. Lord. I've hit most most Star Wars movies at this point for 10 times and, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that. I truly, the only one that I sit through and I'm like, why am I watching this is episode two. The rest of them, because for whatever reason, whether I can just ignore it or whatever, I can tell you I am honestly entertained. And if you are, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Every, everyone is going to have art hit them differently. What the things that I'm judging these movies on are the techniques used in those in in that storytelling. Sure. And like this this movie fails on a lot of them, but it does a lot better than previous movies do. On um, the storytelling, yes, like like the on paper story that's like, being told. Like if I was grading these movies, the first two would get consistent F's for almost everything, but this movie gets some C's in there with the F's. If I was grading that, these movies, I would grate this one straight into the trash. <laughs> but like certain parts of it do kind of work. I think that the there the conflict is real in this movie, and you have a definite main character, which helps. Well, okay, a lot. which conflict? Because I don't think all the conflict, like the the fact that Anakin is worried about. Padme and his babies does not like that does not feel real to me the conflict of Anakin feeling pulled between what he feels like he wants to do for uh, the various people who have expectations of him I think works because he's got the expectations Padme has on him he has the expectations Palpatine has on him and he has the expectations the Jedi and Obi-Wan in particular are putting on him and all of those are pulling him in different directions and he wants to ju- he wants to fulfill all of those but it's impossible for him I, to again, I, mean, I agree with apart. you on paper I think that when you look at it and you say hey Hey, let's dissect what story is being told here. I think that yeah, that that works really well. But when I look at it on screen, I'm just like, man, Anakin, just get outside your own head for a second, and you can realize that you, that any of this is going on. And it I'm, doesn't it doesn't work and for I'm me com- with the way that it's shown. And I'm comparing this to the previous movies of like this is much better than. Qui-Gon, uh, we're going to go to this planet now, and then we're going to go to this planet now, and I'm going to give you some exposition, but there's no real character to me. I'm just kind of a vaguely wise dude that shoots people or uses a lightsaber. I think for me, you nailed it on the head while we were while we were watching the movie, because you said you kind of figured out why I feel the way I do about this movie, and it's that the previous ones didn't feel like they took themselves this seriously. They felt a lot more slapstick and goofy. And so I'm able to enjoy those a lot more. This one feels like it's trying to play with more serious tones. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, this is the dark chapter, the darkest chapter of them. Well, it's also the fall of an entire republic. Yeah. And it's a war. I I feel like that should have been a part of all three. And I think it should have been more gradual. Like, I I mean, if if you're coming to me and you're saying this is the movie that you have to end on, of uh, it's the end of this war and that's going to coincide with the rise of Vader and Palpatine Mm -hmm. taking over and creating this empire. I think the, the first movie just needs to be the beginning of that war. The middle chapter needs to show you a part of that war to show you how bad it is. And that can be your next step down into how bad things can be. And then this movie needs to be the darkest chapter of the three I, I'm, I'm fine with that but the problem is that it's taking this like oh this is the dark chapter tone but there's all these parts of the movie that don't like that don't sell it for me like like when anakin well, okay. when anakin is turning into vader and he's and he's at the very and i know i'm skipping to the very end but like when he's been burned up and everything like that and he screams like i hate you like that just comes off as like a whiny teenager and it's supposed to it's supposed to be like the breaking of this relationship and it doesn't come across that way there are moments in that that 
I, I'm gonna I'm talking about the entire uh, sort of climax between him and Obi Wan. There are moments in that that I think work really well, but it is very very hampered by the poor dialogue and the fact that we saw this guy in the Clone Wars and couldn't sure. take him seriously there. And I don't honestly think that that's on Christensen nearly as much no. as it's on Lucas because he's just not given this guy the type of writing that you need behind this character to to make him believable in someone and i don't think that hayden christensen can do much with what he's given and i think he does do well, what was, he can i was gonna with say it. give the guy props i mean even with a super crappy dialogue i think he does his very best with it in this movie right i mean which is a hundred times better than what happens in attack of the clones and honestly like if you look at like even uh, uh ewan mcgregor that guy is an award-winning like he's got oscars yeah, i think he does and and that guy sucks in this movie like compared to other things i think he is the best part of this and i would love to see more obi-wan from ewan sure. mcgregor yeah, but almost like what's the best part i still think palpatine is dope okay oh, he's, Ian McDermott he's, is great he's hilarious and yes, i love him awesome. in this movie but i'm talking on like actual like what they should be doing instead of like hamming up and just chewing the no scenery <laughs> i don't know i actually really like the ham at the end of this movie because yeah. of that because okay for i'm gonna go back to your point about the bratty teenager thing i don't actually think it's a bratty teenager thing in this instance because what Palpatine's having him do is go kill all these younglings and rid the Jedi Temple because he's wanting to fill him with more of the dark side. And you see that as uh, Padme shows up, he's like been totally consumed with his power at this point. Yeah, where he's fine. like, I can do whatever I want now. And so this rage and this anger and this whole dark side thing is totally taking him That's over. That's great, but the dialogue isn't written. Fine, I get that. That's fine. I don't understand why that's like, I get on one level, why we have to get hung up on that. But then it's the movie I'm watching I know. because I can, because again, I can say that if we're dissecting it and we're like, all right, here we are in film class. Let's talk about the story that happens and what people's motivations might be. That's great. But when you have a character, but when, when Obi-Wan delivers the line, only the Sith deal in absolutes. It's a goofy line. I don't care what he means. Like, yes, on one hand, I care what he means behind that. But the, at the same time, the fact that it was written if, that way takes away from the weight of it. If, okay, if, if you took this movie and instead of having Yoda be on screen, sure. you had a tiny, like, actual puppet where you could see the strings and, like, a guy moving them yeah, around. whatever. And the backgrounds were, like, a children's drawing that was just pasted onto the back of the scene. That's the level of dialogue that we're working for. We can see, we could still probably see what they were going for. But it would take a a lot for us to to sit there and like go, okay, I'm going to try and see what they were going for instead of seeing what's there. So let me ask this. If if we only improved one thing, if if everything else about these three movies stayed the same, but the dialogue was heavily improved, do you enjoy these movies? I, I'm just curious. I'm not I'm not trying to sell a point. I'm just curious. Well, and that's interesting because I think you know, we talk about well, like Ewan McGregor is an award winning actor, but he doesn't do great in these movies. Is that because of the dialogue? Like, does, I am, does the dialogue I am 100%, improving? I am 100% convinced that the script is the reason the prequels are If the are script hated. improves, does that mean that they act better and it's a more believable in the way that they're now, we, acting and everything? Because yeah, if so, then yes. yes. I think then it yes, would. If we get a fixed script, if it's good, then yeah. I, want, I think I do enjoy these movies. I want to make this point, though. I think I enjoy this movie. I don't think... 
if we're saying just the the scenes still play out with the way that they do, yeah. but the bi- dialogue sounds less stilted and and weird and like nothing a human would actually say, I don't think that saves the previous two movies because again, I don't think the storytelling in those movies works the, as well as this one does. This one has a, a clear main character. This one has a clear arc for those characters to take. The, I don't think that the dialogue is as damaging uh, in those movies as that lack of, of cohesion to, in the storytelling is. But this movie, I think, would go from a a bad movie to a good to at least maybe even better than good movie. I think that you could you could change a lot of of, of how poor this movie is by making the dialogue better. Well, and let's start talking about what happens in the movie because we've really just I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about our opinions on it, but because Jared, you brought up at the beginning that you love the first twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, I think it's great, mm-hmm. and, and I agree with you. you I think there you are speci- so many. You mean specifically when they're going to Grievous' ship, saving to, to the save Palpatine. from the opening scene when they're the when Chancellor. they're in sync, flying through the space battle, up to the point where they save Palpatine and they're trying to get off the Grievous' ship. I think all uh, to the landing. I think it's great. I, I think that it is some of the strongest material there, and I think a big part of that is why is, is that we're seeing Anakin and Obi Wan being the team that we were always told that they were. Yeah, almost, almost, because I'm still missing because when Obi Wan is like complaining about flying and stuff, I still want him to like I, I don't know, it, it's still missing a feeling of camaraderie to me. I think that if if that we had seen stuff like this throughout the previous two movies, that feeling would be there. I think that it's hard yes. to establish in just this, but I think it goes right. as far as it could to do so. And I, I hate to keep coming back to it because I am frustrated with it, but the dialogue does fix that if it doesn't fix the two previous movies. It fixes the relationship. I, n- no, they're it not helps. on screen enough together. It That's helps. the problem. Like mm. it, it they they barely know each other. They have like one dialogue oh, scene yeah. in the and first Phantom movie. Menace, they they would not know. And each in other. two, they they're they're a little bit together at the beginning of the movie. They they talk a little bit, but the scene that happens is just like between them is is not enough to establish that camaraderie that I'm talking no, but, about. No, but 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 good dialogue between them because th- these first twenty minutes is a long time that they're together. Yeah, and uh, albeit. Obi-Wan is knocked out for a good chunk of those as well. But still, if you have good dialogue and good back and forth, you can show that, look, they've got an established relationship and you can show what kind of relationship is with good dialogue where you can show them joking around like brothers do. Because right, right. at the end of the movie, when he says, you are my brother, like, I mean, okay, like, I don't believe that. Like, we've right. never seen you guys act as brothers with each other. And I mean, if you took the characters from the Clone Wars TV series and, like, used those character models and used those yeah. character people's voices, I think I could get buy into it a lot more. It's because I'm seeing this and I'm associating this directly with uh, Attack of the Clones and with Phantom Menace that it's just like, I I don't feel it. I don't but feel anything. But this is a great opportunity for it because them storming a ship is an awesome opportunity sure. of them, like, uh, not only to show them, like, have that kind of camaraderie and that brother type relationship of the younger brother, older brother, but also just to showcase their individual skills where you can, like, I I wish they'd done a better job of just showing how much more technically skilled Anakin was than everyone else around. That is a big problem is that these two don't feel like they are uh, in, they, they don't feel like they have their skills established. You don't know what Anakin is good at. You don't know what Obi-Wan is good at. I, I, I don't know. I actually kind of disagree because they do establish in Attack of the Clones that he is an excellent pilot and he does better at that than he does at the other things. The piloting, I agree yes, with Yes, you. yes, yes. The piloting. Sorry, yes. so I, I'm going to, I'm jumping in and giving a flaw for the movie, so that's why I'm not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're, this is a podcast all about You're jumping one. in, so go right ahead. <laughs> I will say, I, I think that that was the attempt that was made with, again, not executed well, 
but when Obi Wan gets knocked out, when Obi no no before that when they're still flying and Anakin is like thinking he's the one that has to come up with the solution mm-hmm. when Obi Wan's like I'm I'm dead like that's it like Obi Wan is is sure in this moment there's nothing left for him and and Anakin's coming up with four or five different ideas as a pilot <laughs> which which can we just establish like. None of which are just use the force to like move the droids You're right. off of the ship. I agree. And I wish that once they got Couple onto of the ship, force windshield wipers. <laughs> I wish that once they got onto the ship, it showed more of what what Obi Wan's skill is of the two of them because it this does do a good job, at least decent, of showing Anakin being brash and yes. and that kind of thing. I think what's Obi Wan's skill supposed to be as people who know the extended universe? What's he really good at? Okay, I yeah. He is supposed to. He is supposed to actually be a really good duelist, uh, as far as a defensive duelist goes, and that's why I'm jumping ahead again. As you and I talked about, yeah. that's the reason Obi Wan holds his own so long against Anakin at the end, is because his style is perfect to defend for just days. Yeah, his his whole thing is basically tiring out his opponent and and g- exploiting uh, weaknesses when they appear after having defended for so long. Hmm. And so Anakin uses a lot of energy going really, really hard because his, his style He's is very, very aggressive. Is yes. extremely aggressive. And, and, just, yeah. and so the idea is eventually they'll just screw up and then you can exploit it because you've been playing defensively this whole time. But I think as a person, the idea is supposed to be that Anakin is a very brash and like he'll just jump in and and make it work with, with pure to be the wise one. Yeah, with yeah, pure but, stupid luck. I and mean, then Obi Wan is the, has is the a one lot that of is strategy to him. He makes and all, he even gets the nickname the negotiator. Yeah, because like he, of the amount of wisdom that is played out over the course of the war. That's exactly. Great. And, and I believe you that it's in all the extended well, stuff. Well, and I I haven't seen that in anything because I've Grievous seen him does get call captured. Him that. That, yeah, you're right. As far as dialogue right, goes. Right, but I believe that he's saying it sarcastically in the same way that, like, they said, oh, welcome ambassadors to him and Qui-Gon Jinn <laughs> I get, in the you first know, movie. I, I understand that. As a casual fan, I can totally see how you would interpret it that way. I, right? I don't even argue for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, in this movie, Cause, he, cause it's not The only negotiating I've I seen think, him do yes. is getting captured in rotating beam shields and, and it, just getting stuck there for a while till he gets put to his death and right. escapes. Right. Well, and it's frustrating because Obi-Wan's one of my favorite characters in the lore and George is so fearful of making Obi-Wan look nearly as good as Anakin, or like he's trying so hard dialogue. to put Anakin it's up. Hard to, it's hard to write someone being super intelligent right. in and, negotiations. And ironically, yes. if you make everyone weak in comparison to Anakin, it doesn't make Anakin look strong. Right, but that was the attempt. Right, exactly. What he needed to do was make an, uh, Obi-Wan look good at what he does and have Anakin be really good at what he well, does. especially if An- if Obi-Wan is so defensive, right? Like, you get all the droids coming up and Obi-Wan is, like, in a corner holding his own but still, like, backed into a corner defending and here comes Anakin, like, just almost like it's nothing. Just cutting through everybody like it's b- butter, and then without skipping a yes. step, just continues walking. He's like, and "Come that, on, master." The but way that, the way you do it is it's similar to that. You have Anakin just wade in and just attacking everything all at once, while Obi Wan looks like he's in trouble up until the last moment where he kills all of them in one hit. Like that would be the way to show how the two the are different, different styles. Yeah, that sort of thing. Like that that would be a good way to to establish like what these two are good at in their own ways. And I think that that would make this movie a lot better. There's there's so many things that would make this movie a lot better. And I think one of the biggest is making us feel like Anakin is as powerful as he's supposed to be. Because one of the things that is wonky throughout this entire thing is like. Everyone keeps talking about how powerful they are, but there's no sense of, okay, why are you more powerful than this guy? Are you really more powerful than Yoda? Or, like, are you just saying that? Or, like, what does that mean? What does that translate to? Yeah. Well, and also, okay, because we're skipping ahead. I, I mean, we, we're going to skip we, all over. I know. But. <laughs> we, all, we all enjoyed this scene. The, 
but I'm even you're, talking you're, about you're, you're you're right though that we can't tell how powerful he is, and that really hurts when later he's complaining about not being made a master because it doesn't feel like if we could see how powerful he was, if we could see how good he is at he at his job of being a Jedi. That he's better at it than Obi Wan, mm-hmm. save for the fact that he's just really brash. Right. We could un. It would help us under. Like it would help me understand why he's so pissed off about it, about not being made a master. Because right now, when I watch it on t- when I watch it on the screen, all I see is someone just being a whiny kid. Where he's like, "Hey, you've been granted this honor of sh- of being here," and he's like, "I'm better than everybody on there. Why haven't they made me a master?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? You're just whining." Like, right. And you got, you're you're allowed to sit at the adults' table. Shut up. Yeah, and that's that is what it feels like. And I think that the other thing is that it's not real clear what it means to be a Jedi master. Does that mean like you have all this experience to draw on, like you are the, what Obi-Wan is, this master negotiator, or does it mean you can walk into a thousand battle droids with just your lightsaber and like naked and come out of there, you know, well, perfectly I, fine? I think it's just as far as the privileges he's wanting from being it cuz i think from what i understand he just wants the recognition yes. right like hey he wants to be accepted and he wants to feel like he belongs yeah and I, this is somewhere that the book does a much better job of explaining what he wants is he because i don't think this is in the movie at all but what he wants in the book is that he wants a uh, access to stuff in the jedi archives that he can't access as just a knight that masters have ar- access to because he believes that will help him save padme mm. and so that really that helps would be you cool that helps you really feel if it was a part of this i agree exactly if that was in this movie that would be great because it would make you feel less like him being a whiny slighted kid Man, how many more, other people have written star wars better than George Lucas. Almost everyone. Yeah? Like, even George... The best Star Wars movies are not written by George Lucas, even when it was good. Mm-hmm. I just... Re- I listed off, like, six names in my head without <laughs> even thinking about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and, but, and, and also, with showing how powerful he is, and showing how, like, he almost does deserve to be on this, That that's the other thing that I'm missing, is when he's having the conflict between the light and dark sides of the Force... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think for me it would have worked a lot better if if the council had just been using him because because from the way from the way it seems after watching it it feels like okay yeah they have a mission for him to go do but that's not manipulative it's hey you're a jedi like go do this mission for us right, right. as opposed to as opposed to it genuinely being like you have a friendship we're going to exploit I think that's that's a big part of it is that it is not clear um how, how do I put this? So, like, it, I don't want to lean on this book more, but it's hard not to because the book, because it is able to go into a lot more of the motivation that characters are thinking than this movie is able to show you, it, it can give you a lot more clarity on that. And it is a lot that, like, what it is is Anakin sees these guys as the paragons that they should be, and now when they are stooping to do something as low as ask him to basically spy on a friend, a friend that he really genuinely, as dumb as it is, has no idea is evil. Like, he does not have an inkling that Palpatine is an evil person. Because, and, he, I mean... It it makes it's difficult it for us. Sense. It's difficult because for us we know because he's we, the bad guy. Because we know he's the bad guy, and he is in the back of every scene, smiling as yes. sinisterly <laughs> as possible. Cackling. He's, a, he's <laughs> but, like, "Hello, welcome to the symphony. Have I ever told you the stories that only the Sith know?" Wink, wink. <laughs> I, I sure hope you that. don't pick up but, on the fact that I'm right, a Sith. But Josh, I mean, you're talking about like general. We we started this whole podcast talking about the logic of Thanos, okay, and whether or not. You know, a madman or something like that is going to sure leave lean on logical sense. In the same way, you're talking about a broken character. 
who's never had a dad, who grew up in slavery, who was never accepted by the people that rescued him from slavery, and now feels like no one accepts him. Hold on, hold on. Who is supposed to have an established, like, familial relationship with a Jedi master. And... with and I, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yes, who, and, not, who not only was one of the people that came to rescue him from slavery. Oh, come on. No, no, no. That he was kid, one of the... No, he came to rescue him from slavery, and within a week, Qui-Gon was dead, and it was Obi-Wan. He didn't okay. come to rescue him from slavery. That was an accident you know that he had I nothing mean. to you do with. You know what I mean. Like, okay. Which this, Obi-Wan was of, against. He is one of Anakin's I, rescuers. I, he, his his I think longest established relationship in the world is with a Jedi master. I and think you're, you're telling me that he's like... Yes, I am still... I'm going to stand by that. I think you're both overstating your cases. I think that you're going too far, Jared, on the side of, like, all of these guys hate Anakin and resent him. I think that that's not true. I think that you can definitely get that from like Mace. I think Mace sees that Anakin is going bad more than anyone else does. But but I think Yoda, for example, is much more on Anakin's side. On the other hand, like mm. it's not like this. It, we don't get this like super awesome relationship between Anakin and Obi Wan. No, I, I I agree. I agree. But but Jared is saying we're supposed to come at it from this point of look. Palpatine is his new adoptive father. And I I'm do like, think well, then Qui-Gon, or, then Obi-Wan should be his brother. He, should he be. spends a lot more time but with that's Obi-Wan. That's what I'm saying. Obi-Wan screwed up. He even says in this movie, he completely screwed up in the way he should not have been the one that taught Anakin. But we don't see him teach Anakin. That's the thing. Like even, even when we get to the Clone Wars, that relationship is clearly at towards the end of the master-student relationship. We mm-hmm. don't we don't see any of this teaching between them, and so the we don't know. We get our we references. Don't... He's like, ah, you saved me back then on Colorado Five. <laughs> but no, no, you totally see that in Attack of the Clones. You see the way that uh, Obi Wan talks to to Anakin. Right, but you don't see what has led up to that. We're not seeing them get taught. We're seeing them like, sure. be bicker and be friends. But we're supposed Supposed to see them as friends through that bickering. Okay. The majority and, of the interactions they have are Obi Wan like scolding him, and it doesn't like what I'm saying is that we don't get a relationship between the two of them that's anything like even the relationship between Obi Wan and Luke or Yoda and Luke of that mentor relationship. We don't see the lessons that they're teaching, so it's hard to say that beyond just like oh yeah, they all say that he screwed up in teaching Anakin, even though he's super smart and like the best Jedi ever. So it just doesn't it doesn't resonate. You don't feel it. You know what I mean? He's just a prodigy. He came by it naturally. <laughs> I mean, I, I am assuming he kind of did. You mean Anakin? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that Obi-Wan did a fine job teaching him how to fight and how to use the force. But the important stuff that I think that you're supposed to get in this universe of like what a Jedi is, the kind of things that Yoda talks about later of how, you know, a Jedi uses the, the force for defense, never for never for offense, like that kind of stuff. Sure. You don't get any of that from Obi-Wan to, to uh, Anakin. And I don't know if that's just because it's never shown or if it's because it, he never spent any time doing that and he just taught him how to fight really well. Like, it, it's not clear where Obi-Wan went wrong in guiding Anakin. It just, it feels, it feels really... I don't know. It just doesn't feel believable that Anakin can't like has no red flags pop up when Palpatine's. That, no, I think there are red flags though. I, I do I, think that in this movie, like the stuff that you're talking about, like when he's talking about all this, uh, de- this stuff? stuff, I think that he he is getting that he this is maybe a bad dude. Like this what, is done intentionally. What, Pal- what Palpatine is doing is like sinking the line because the thing that he's there for is not, oh yeah, this guy is just my dad and I'm hanging out at the opera. He he's trying to to figure out a way to prevent Padme's death and this guy's saying hey I think I maybe know how some ways to do it I know I know but that brings up the other thing like I just I can't get 
it annoys me how bent out of shape he gets out about his dream. And I know you guys have both brought up like, oh, he dreamed about his mom dying. I mean, prophetic dreams that happen are literally a I thing know. that happens all the time to Jedi. I like, know. I know. I'm just saying like, but again, you know what would have been really helpful? You know what would have been really helpful if he had one line when because pa- Padme say it, says it. Padme's like, it's just a dream. It's not a big deal. If he had had one line where he was like, well, my, was my mom a big deal? Yeah. Or something like that, where it's like, oh, hey, he's really freaked out about dreams because his mom died. That is a thing that is really difficult to make their their relationship really. What makes their relationship feel so forced and artificial is that there's no conflict between them. And also no chemistry between them. No chemistry. Yeah. No chemistry. But like, that also hurts a lot. They're just lovey dovey talking, and there's no like, man, I wish you'd done the (laughs) dishes type stuff. Oh, it's just because I love you so much. No, it's not, you goof. It's it's because I love you you so much it's so saccharine it's it's difficult to to watch but if it had had something like that of like you're not taking this seriously the last time i had dreams like this my mother died like in my arms and oh i killed a whole bunch of people and it was the darkest moment of my life and and i committed an atrocity last time which apparently turned you on but you know whatever oh annie (laughs) you murdered you committed genocide come let me hold you (laughs) This You're such fu- a bad boy. This is a fight I'm choosing to stay out of. I'm just, I'm, this is the one I'm gonna, I'm gonna let. I mean, what, what do you think about the like? Do you think that so, it's fine as is? Because, because I have no problem with it if they had added something like that. But as it is, especially, especially because the dialogue written has Padme yeah. dismissive. Okay, so this right? go, this goes back to the dialogue thing again because I actually like um, this thing that George George does in the prequels where he just kind of assumes that the audience is going to pick up on certain things without actually having to state them. But that falls flat when you have a crappy dialogue. Yeah, I mean, if the thing of it is, is that like so many of these things don't make sense if you read into them. So if you start saying that like there's stuff that you can read into but that I makes like sense, it's very straightforward that like he had visions about his mom. His yeah, mom died. It definitely is, and so it makes sense that he would then freak out when he gets a vision about his oh, wife yeah. dying. I, I agree. That, that would be but, great. And then we immediately have another character come and dismiss it. Like, it's just a dream. Don't worry Well, about it's it. not only that, but you're saying that, like, we should be able to read into, like, oh, yeah, he had this thing happen in his past, and obviously he would feel this yes. way about it. But we also have him, like, consistently hanging out with the most obviously evil dude and not picking up on it at all. And because you have those two things going on at the same time, it makes it feel less easy to buy into the subtle things that George is trying to do in, there, in those it, types of scenes. It's a shame he never had a dream about falling into lava and, like, attempting to <laughs> prevent that one man maybe he did all the time and that's why he was so uptight <laughs> but until the very end i don't know until the end of this until the end of this movie when he like goes full dark i don't know that he cares about himself more than the other people I around him i don't think he does i think that what the problem is that he is he is being pulled in op- opposing whole, directions that, different he, directions. that yeah. he that he cannot justify he cannot uh he can't fulfill every single one of those directions well, and he can't go to any one of them about the other one exactly he cannot tell anyone anything and so it it is i think pulling him apart and i i, I wish this movie was as good and as interesting as the the way that I feel that that deserves to be because I think there is an excellent story to be told sure. there. I agree. But it's just again not executed well. I, I if we can say one thing that we all agree on for all three of these movies, <laughs> it is that there is a great idea on paper and it was not executed well. So I what is the thing that are you when you say that you still love this movie, and I still this, enjoy it. 100%. And that kind of thing. Is it just you are just ignoring those things as hard as you can and just trying to focus on what you believe is supposed to be there, or is it like, because that's I the way that I approach movies and the way that I approach yeah. stories, I I don't think I'm capable of that. I I can't do it, and maybe I could at one point, but 
I, I don't want to, honestly, but I, I want to know like where there, you're coming yeah. from with I that. I think there has to be a part of it where I can just push past and ignore the dialogue because I, I can acknowledge the dialogue and mm-hmm. say this is absolute crap through most of the movie. Like, I, I can get that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I would never argue that this movie has good dialogue. I don't that's think I'm, so. That's so hard for me though to say like, oh, just push past. It's, it's like, but I don't think man, it, I love these songs as long as I just ignore all the lyrics. And I know that I there's think people it's different. that can do that. But I think like, it's totally different because for me, um, we're I can I'm thinking of a couple scenes. So um, the I pointed out the scene with Anakin and Padme right after the right after the space battle where they they're like, oh, we're gonna keep doing the fight until. Uh, you guys find Grievous, uh, kind of thing. And yeah, and it's like the whole I'm pregnant. And it's like thing. the whole oh, where she tells. I actually talk in I, this room. For I pillars. like that scene because Hayden Christensen actually sells. In my mind, I I am like, okay, I totally buy in. You're I, excited. You're freaked out. Yeah, you're all these things. And, I would mostly agree with that. And I, I was like, wow, we finally got a moment where I can buy into. Um, this relationship yeah for at least for a minute so yeah I, there's I, I was fine with that there's actually some was, tension there because I, he I he's, enjoy, yeah yeah he's told this happy thing and but he has this emotional reaction of oh I, no y- to y- it I, I don't have a problem with that the problems that i have with that scene are the lack of chemistry between the two because i think but, that yeah, i think that, let, that does so, dampen that let, a lot and fine. also and also just the fact that it doesn't the fact that they have this conversation almost out in the open i don't care about that like, I really don't. It just it. It is dumb, but I I'm willing to go along with it. it I like, mean, I feel like you're quibbling at that point. It, that I think in a better movie you would have a better excuse for it. Like it would be set up better. But I'm will. That's one. I'm. That's a mulligan. I'm just. But also, to get the like movie. the place is massive, and they all left. Sure. It, but like in. The, the, I hate the, to say prob- it this way. The problem for me is that later they make a big deal of like, oh, he can't go talk to like obi-wan about the fact that he's dreaming padme is gonna die and stuff like that when like he feels like he has to be so secretive about it that the only person he can talk to is palpatine but it doesn't feel like he's worried about being secretive in all any of these other areas because because yes mace windu may be gone but uh, he is apparently a well-known jedi knight he's you know he's dealing with the politics of it and stuff and he's not hiding the fact that he's in this relationship with someone. Like 10 minutes ago, he literally crashed a giant airship on this super populated world, but now he's hanging out with a very famous politician. And kissing in, her in, in public. Yeah. And and for me, for me, the problem that I have with it is that later on when he's dealing with all these in, this internal turmoil of I can't tell anyone, it's like, well, you weren't that worried about it earlier. Like, why is it such a big deal part, now? Part of it is that... It, just, it feels uneven. Part of it is that in a movie, like, the more flaws you see, it starts to snowball. And so you start to see smaller things and smaller things and that kind of thing. That's but fine. but let's go back to, to the conversation we were yeah, having a minute so, ago. Um, so I like, again, we've talked about the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I love I love Palpatine. I love Palpatine. Um, oh yeah, throughout throughout this movie, I love the chess game that he's playing. I love the way that he goes about it. Okay, I I want to clarify because I also love Palpatine, but I love him because he's a ham. I I don't see a chess game here, or if I do, I see an adult playing checkers with children, like. He he doesn't feel like he's actually all that smart. He feels like he's kind of average intelligence, and everyone around him is a moron. And that that's, I mean, yeah, and I 
I, I would love to, to see him as this no, grand chess master. I, there's, okay, no, so, there's no Sherlock and Moriarty between him yes, and Yoda. It's just right. like, hey, I'm playing everybody for chumps. Look at me. I'm I'm the grand master organizing all my schemes. Kind of right. Thing. And a person of average intelligence would go, hey, uh, has anyone noticed that, you know, X, Y, Z, all these different things, you know. Have you ever noticed that the chancellor only dresses in red and black? <laughs> and... Like so, so is what you're saying that you you just look past the the problems with that and and see the chess game that that is intended to be there. I guess so. Okay. Because I, uh, it's just not that cut and dry for me. If you did a Sherlock and Mor- Moriarty, I can't say that name. Um, <laughs> no kid would like this movie. No, but but I'm not saying it has to be like a one on one thing, but just have it where like. Hey, the 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 Jedi Council has almost figured him out, but then he has to be really clever about how he twists it around so that but, they don't figure. But him see, out that's the, that's not the that's the I, I don't know. To me, to me, to me, that is more interesting than Congress and Senate. But that's not the story. To me, the story is that this group of super powerful wizards have become so arrogant and blind to everything else going on around them that they can't see the super evil dude right in front of their faces. See, I think that's the story I tell because it it. It makes sense with what I'm shown, but I don't know that that is the intent. At least, I don't know if that was the intent up until this movie. I think maybe he, like, he, he saw the criticisms that were being levied and rolled with some of them to, to make them fit in this movie. And that's fine. But I, I'm okay with that. I, but I, I can't... Uh, it goes back to sort of what I was talking about earlier of mm-hmm. because there are these obvious details I, that can be read into and get you entirely different perspectives that are not clearly not what was intended. Um, it is difficult for me to say, like, okay, this thing would make it clear, cooler if it was the idea that the Jedi were, were super arrogant, but I have to read into that because we're not told that's what's going on. And I so, don't feel like it's, I have to be doesn't Yoda that. say that though? Doesn't he say like we were blinded by our arrogance or something? He, like no, that? he says the dark side of the force is growing stronger, and we don't know why. No, and, I mean like, at the end when I mean, he's he does like, talk about being clouded by, by yeah. I don't know that I don't it's know if he arrogant specifically. I know he doesn't attack of the clones. He talks about being clouded and yeah. he can't see what's going on. Right, but I don't think it is attached to arrogance. That's the thing, and I can I can see where you're coming from. Of like that makes that does make sense of the information we are given. Mm-hmm. But much like my creepy stalker theory about Anakin makes sense of the information we're given, but it's clearly not the implication we are intended to take away. It, that type of thing makes it difficult for me to know if this arrogance theory is what we was intended to be taken away or if it's just the thing that makes sense of what we're shown. Right? Do, do you see what do you see what I'm saying? I do. Uh and just to clarify with the stalkers thing you're talking about with Padme. Yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah, when he's he, fe- when he's for like not force feeding but like feeding using the force like feeding her pears and stuff the, like the that. The idea that like he's he's actually super creepy but he's somehow using the force accidentally to but, to woo her somehow. But see from my perspective thinking about this character from a different point sh- of view. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fine. And I'll, I, I will come across as apologist, and I'm fine with that. I will. But from my perspective, the character should come off as creepy. How in the world is this kid supposed to know how to flirt when he has been told he has to abstain from any kind of love? That's a good point, but I don't think it's what's intended. I, think I don't that care about what's intended, but though. But you do sometimes. Like with this arrogance thing, you're saying that, that we should take it that way because it's clearly what's intended, right? I think that that's my interpretation. Sure. So, so like what I'm saying is that it, I, I can't use that to justify the things that are cool because I can't also use it to justify the things that aren't cool. Like it, it, I can't tell what is genuinely intended and what is stuff that I'm reading into this movie to, to make it better for for myself. But okay. So 
and maybe I'm, I'm going to ask this question wrong probably, but I'm going to try anyways. Does it matter what was intended versus what you take away from the movie? It does to me. And th- this is something that, you know, like is debated on all levels and from academic is, to the very bottom. I think bottom. we're going to get closer to the core of the different way of looking at it. I, go ahead. I think it is. I think that if you. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that the important an important level to look at it is what was intended. That is an important level to, to look at and to be able to understand and discern. Okay. I think that some things are improved by ignoring that and taking away a different thing from entirely. But I don't like to look at movies from that perspective mm-hmm. because then you it is less about this person telling me a story and communicating to me and more me mining information from random information that is given to me. Like if if I am if I'm told that you know what I have to do is come at a movie and just pull my my own meaning whatever out of it that it is then like I can sit outside and and watch a bag being blown around and pull some deep meaning out of that potentially well, okay. and, and so I, I feel like that's a, putting I'm, it a I'm little be, bit extreme I'm, I'm being extreme I'm being extreme for the for the purpose of, of, sure. show, of illustrating the point though like, no okay. no but but th- there's there's a limit to that though because I think you can say okay I'm I'm willing to view the movie with what was intended as long as the movie says that like. It is obviously intended that we should we should see the relationship that that Anakin and Padme have as one where they love each other and care for each other, and then Anakin's paranoia like slowly creeps in and toxifies their relationship yes. by the end. I think right? and, in, in regardless the way- of regardless of the chemistry that they might have, or the bad dia- that they might lack, or the bad dialogue yeah. that might be there, like okay, that's very clearly there. But but when you go in and you say, okay, there's nothing in the movie that says this, but the only way it makes sense in my mind is if all of this was what was intended, that's where I think you're stretching. Because... But I don't think you're wrong to do it is the important thing to I think to take away here because if it makes the movie more enjoyable for you to see it that way, then go for it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't begrudge you that at all. Mm-hmm. But I have difficulty doing that Specifically because I can't tell what was intended and what was is just me reading into the movie. And so that that makes even trying to pull stuff out of the movie to make it more enjoyable for myself more difficult for me. I, I am someone who who needs a lot of clarity in what is being communicated. I okay. really don't like okay. uncertainty. I've in my got a, I've got a question for you because you brought this up at the very end of so the movie before about you do what that, was intended. Before you do that, <laughs> I just want to clarify that I don't need that clarity. Sure. I'm I'm good to you're take, willing, you're willing to meet to take, them wherever they are and go you, the extra you mile. Give me, you give me what you're going to give me, and I'll do with it what I want. Yeah. But but are you going to use that to like explain away the movie's flaws? No. I have Through all three of these, I have acknowledged their flaws. I think that he's saying that they just don't affect him the way that they do us. He's, he's okay. going to overlook them. I, to, I, but, but, okay, but you're, also, am, but you're also filling in stuff that's not there. Because like, at the very end, you said... So like, what? The, I, I, it's an entire universe. I think... I think that is his point. I think he, he is saying that it is that's what he does, and he it, like there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. Like it, I mean, you, you have five, seven and a half hours. But you're calling me. No, no, you're calling hold me on. sour grapes for having problems with the movie. Josh, no, you're no, just hold on. filling in all the holes yourself. Josh, you got a big old bucket of spent, plot. You spent the first forty minutes spitting at literally everything in the movie because you were so sour about watching it. And I'm like, I don't even. You wanna... were more sour than me. Yeah, at because me. I got mad at you because I'm like, Josh, I don't even want to watch this movie because you're <laughs> sitting here being a pissy head. <laughs> pissy head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I... suey about it. <laughs> 
and I think that that speaks to the the different directions that you guys come at this sure. for. Like you are you are you don't want to see those things. You don't want attention called to those things because it does well, make it more difficult to enjoy. But that's where you get the enjoyment is sitting there and pointing at those things and laughing at them. So when you try, you guys try to watch this that's movie the together, though, I was fine with him laughing at the first two the way that he did. Mm-hmm. He was just being pissy. I, I don't they weren't think funny in this one. In this one, they were just bad. See, he's even admitting he was being pissy. Don't defend him. He knows the first he was doing two are it. bad and funny. This one is just bad and bad. I, and that's fine for for your opinion. Well, and, and, and I want to be and I want to be fair to the movie too, because there's also a ton of stuff in this movie that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, like the first twenty minutes are a joyride. Like it's super. I mean, and again, you know, we've talked about dialogue and all this and that, but watching them like storm the tower almost, like it, for this through this spaceship and make their way through the trap and get yeah. captured by the 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 Rolly droids, yeah. the protocol droids, and then like have to fight the the staff the, dudes, the staff guys, whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, that's all fun. It's and all fun. That's all. That's fun. You've got the scenes where uh, Obi Wan is fighting Grievous. That's fun. You've got like cool stuff with Anakin fighting like different Jedi, and, that kind of thing. And there is still stuff in this movie that's bad to the point of being funny. For me, for me, sure. And this is stuff that not everybody thinks is bad, like the fact that Obi Wan rides around on a giant lizard. <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's kind of dumb, but I still have a ton of fun watching yeah. those scenes. Right? Yeah. Like it's still really enjoy. And just, he's like chasing Grievous uh, on his little one wheel thing. Like, I it's am fun. I am here to spy on this very sensitive subject. Let me find the most inconspicuous form of transportation they have available. Do you have any vehicles that shriek constantly and are very brightly colored? I would like those. Please, like, <laughs> but I, it's dumb, but it's fun, I and I enjoy it. I think, them. I think yeah. that thing looks super cool. Oh yeah, it does. it does. I agree, and that's my point. Like, I think it's dumb, but I don't have a problem with it. I still have a ton of fun with it, and I'm, I don't, I'm fine with that, you know. And I don't care if people point out the flaws in these movies because I see that they're there, and I acknowledge them, and I move on. Yo, well, apparently even... I'm just a big old bunch of sour grapes when I do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because you're like this movie sucks. <laughs> you look how stupid this is. I'm not laughing. I'm just going. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> Uh, I I think that honestly both of your perspectives are 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 entirely valid because I think that think coming you. at this movie from a perspective of I just want to enjoy this at any cost and if I have to ignore everything that I have to ignore to do it then that's fine and and yeah. I also think that like coming at this movie and being insulted by how bad some parts of it are is fine because this is a professionally made freaking product and parts of it are hilariously inept. Rick Rick what happened to us? What happened to us where you're taking the middle ground? You know, <laughs> you know I, I'll take responsibility. <laughs> it's, it's the years of doing this have mellowed me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't um, have Chris here to, to be saying say, dumb I'm things. Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if it, it, look, there will come a day where I am screaming at you again. Trust I'm me. Sure. I'm sure. But, but I mean, uh, yes, because, because I have problems. And again, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's the, it's the least and consistent yeah. with its entertainment. And that's fine. Me. But I, you know what? I'm happy to be the fanboy here that's mm-hmm. just defending it to kingdom come. Even even the stupidest, I will acknowledge it to be the stupidest line in all of Star Wars cinema. When Obi-Wan Kenobi is talking about Sith are the only ones that deal in absolutes. I want to reach the only sc- ones. I want to reach through the screen and smack Ewan McGregor for not smacking George Lucas for putting that in the script. That, They're the only that part, ones. That part but, but even me, that that but goes even that, along with your thing of like how blinded they are by their own like I, Okay, that's what I'm getting to though. Okay. I would rather go the extra mile because I love this universe that much and just I will explain it however I want to because <laughs> it's my Star Wars, damn I'll it. Make as many excuses as I have. That's fine. Yeah. I get to enjoy Star Wars. You walked away from a crappy experience. 
That's the difference. And I'm fine with that because you have that with a whole bunch of movies that I would be like, this is stupid. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's is. Just, it's my universe, man. That's what I want to engage. That's fine. I'm not getting on to you for enjoying it. <laughs> I'm getting on to you for defending things. Is like, but they're that's, not that bad. These things aren't bad. Like, from my clear. mind, they're not. I, ooh, but Josh. Ooh, from my okay. perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> okay. But they are from his perspective. Ah. <laughs> Let's. Let's hit, let's hit this thing as hard as we can because we almost came to like blows. I felt like about this so in, in the movie. Before we're right. coming to blows, Towards... I want to talk about how you think. This that is at what the I'm talking. This is what I'm talking about. Very, you say it's super obvious. It is. It is not. That, it is super that, obvious. That, that it is a very easy. Sucking to... her life force out to make Darth Vader. He's doing that. When? Okay. You don't even see him wait, until wait, wait. the Josh, end. Josh, 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 lay out your case as strongly as you possibly oh can gosh. for it. Okay. Make all your. Lay it down. But but this this is my rule. It has to have entirely information that is in that movie. Right. Okay. So we know that from another book that that, I want to interrupt. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) We know from the opera scene. From my perspective, I'm not in. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Josh. Stop. (laughs) Okay. Let him have his feet. Let him have his thing. We know from the opera scene that Palpatine has the ability to manipulate life. And to bring people back from the dead. I'm I'm gonna Question. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a throw a thing on this thing and say, no, we know that he has said that some other dude had that power and that they would investigate it together. Now, you can read into Not that that he's saying like that it's definitely him that can do it, and I think that is a reasonable I, thing to do. For those that understand this as a podcast, I'm staring off into the <laughs> to the whatever because go on, go I, he's I, staring I, off into the pot into the distance because if he looks at me, I'll I'll catch on fire. He also <laughs> later says that he doesn't have that power, but with Darth Vader's help, they sure can look for it. Conti- no, hold on, con- continue your thing. Yes. Go on with your point. He, he does say so, that. So the whole point of the last scenes where Padme is dying and where he is becoming Vader they parallel each other for that exact reason they show her dying are we just going to say that's coincidence is that what we're really going to I'm not saying really? it's, I'm not saying it, it is not coincidence really? it is just basic filmmaking it is it is clear parallel of okay there is a death happening here and you are seeing Darth Vader All being right. created but I think to read into that to the level of uh, of including in, uh, Sidious as actively having a participatory thing in that is going too far because I think if that was the intent, you would see at least some visual it is, indication uh, okay. of that. It happening. is a mirroring Fine. of Hold death on. and I'm life. Not, I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not okay. done. Yeah. All right. So um, we can battle back and forth about whether uh, Palpatine would know just off a whim. I don't think he gives a shit about Padme. Oh, yeah, so why no. is he reaching out for her life source? When, Wait, if, who what, says he did that? What? How else is he going to know in some random factory where they're creating Darth Vader that Padme has died? Why would he tell wait, Darth Vader that she's alive? Stop. He wait. did! Wait, here's the thing. He told her. He's like, oh, it looks like you killed her. If that's the case, then why would Yoda, who has no emotional attachments apparently, yep. magically know that across the galaxy that Anakin is killing some people? Like, these these uh, attachments do not go linearly, and there is not logical one-to-one sense uh, that goes I, along th- with that's it. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm welcome for you to make that point. I could argue the opposite side, that he has a connection to all of these people. 
And I would also say George isn't a good writer. Right before yeah, we've this, established that. Right before this, he forgot to film a scene where An- where Obi Wan picks up Anakin's lightsaber, and they had to go back and get that scene again sure, because I, that type fine. of thing is not important to him. Yes. So I think to hang a lot of this on the the one line of Plagueis knowing that, or Plagueis of Sidious knowing that is 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 really giving right, him a so lot of unearned credit. Then I have one last piece that I'm going to include. Go on. Sure. Okay. When Vader rips his arms out of the being, um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. he does the no scene, okay, yeah. In the background, it shows Palpatine with this super, like, creepy smile of, I've finally done it, and I've done it in a way that shows, like, the smile shows manipulation. Oh, yeah, I I think that he has manipulated him into this. Anything to do with Padme, what. I, I think that what, he's got Vader now. I think what we're seeing there is he has finally created this servant that is entirely attached to him. He's yeah, got his, he's but he's got his that, first super weapon. But why I, does it have to be limited to that? I it, it because I'm I'm t- this goes back to what's in the movie versus what is cool that I can read into the movie that would make it better than what it is. I think that that's what you're doing, and I think you're doing in that case the right thing because that does make the bo- movie better, and there's nothing that actively contradicts it. Well, but I, it, I think that if George Lucas, that I think that if George Lucas was intending for that to be what was read into that scene, you would see Sidious actively doing something because George Lucas is clearly from these Again, movies not that subtle. argument. I don't care about. I don't care what George Lucas originally intended. Sure, and but that's important because we are. are but we, we don't know. You don't know what he intended. Okay, D- given these movies and the way they're made. Like, are you really telling me that you don't think that George Lucas would include a shot of Sidious doing something if what he wanted was for us to take away the idea that he is actively ripping the life out of Padme to put it into into Vader? I think that is an excellent idea. I think that even George would have come up with something better than she is just losing the will to live. I don't think he would. Because I think, because as a writer, I think what happened is he had set himself to get to this point and he didn't know how to do it. And he got to this part where he's got all this other stuff of the visuals and all that other stuff that he cares about so much more that he did not see how bad that was as a line. But even even if you are just wanting to get rid of Padme, Mm -hmm. okay, it is probably actually better to describe it as when Anakin force choked her, the, these things are now broken. I and agree. Even she died but because I, she had to have an early childbirth. Also, but I think like that... Any, she can, people I think, die in childbirth. She can die in that. I yeah, think that that's in George Lu- saying. I think in George Lucas's mind, if he had ac- if Anakin actually had killed her, that would push him too far. Like I think that we are at, at some level supposed to still be no, sympathizing no, no, and, with him. And here's the thing. It is, it, again, it's like you said with the back and forth shots. Sure. Here, here's, here's the problem I have with it. Because I told you when we were talking talking about yeah. this while watching the movie i think that the theory that you've got is the coolest one and that's the you one that i that. go to I will give right you 100% when people ask what happened how did padme die i'm like well this is the coolest theory here's the one that i think is cool but i don't think it's in the movie at all first because there would be some shot of palpatine doing something in there besides just waiting until anakin has already been made into darth vader and the main- by the time that palpatine comes into the scene He's done. Anakin is dead. Vader is here. And I think that the reason that that would be there is because it would make this moment stronger. There's no reason not to make oh, this a subtle thing. On. No, it really but, would. I because- agree. But what you're what you're now saying is something that George should have done that would have made something stronger in this movie. Yeah. And then implying that he would know to do that. <laughs> he know, I, this is so this that, is the that, last time. Come on, that's so contradictory to everything that we no, no, no. talked about for this, three movies. This now. is what I mean. I don't think. I think if that was his intent. 
then he would not be subtle about how he went about that. He'd be cackling, and there'd be like, <laughs> Padme would be like, ah! and like red little force <laughs> wiggles would come he, out of her he, and go into his uh, hands, no, no. and then he'd like what put it his would, hands on Vader. What it Listen. would be is he would touch a view screen that's somehow watching the childbirth happen and go, <laughs> limited power. And then he would limited point power. at Vader and go, unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> No, but, but seriously, I, no, I, I, I agree that it does make this movie significantly better if that's what's happening. And I, I wish that it was in the movie, but I can't believe that it is. All right. Because for me, for me, this really is just a mirroring of life and death where Padme Fine. Padme is so in love with Anakin that the moment that Anakin dies is the moment that she dies as well. Yeah. Because because it's very clear, like this is supposed to be the person that was Anakin is dead and Vader yes. has come to life. It, even Obi-Wan in like the original movie says, like, Darth Vader killed your father. Like yeah. it's very clear that in George's mind, like, no. This person is dead, and what's come up in his place is someone different. Yeah, like, this is the Dark Lord Vader. I, that's the I'm meaning with I take you 100% away from that. Right? Yeah, and so in her, bro- she is so in love with him and so tied that Anakin and Padme die together. And what comes and what comes out of that is new life, both for good and evil, because the twins come to life in that same moment, just as Vader does. Mm. And I, I think that that was the intent. And that's actually pretty good. Like, that stuff works thematically in a, in a way that most stuff in these prequels does not. I think that if this Sidious thing had been added into it, that makes it stronger. And so it should have been there. But I don't think that Lu- Lucas thought of it. Like, I, I, I think also, that it's... I also think that if Lucas had intended that, there's no way he would have he would have missed out on an opportunity to make that clear. Because this is the last time that... I. He's already made the movie where Palpatine dies. This is the last time that he gets to film new stuff about Palpatine. And mm-hmm. so if he wanted to make, hey, guess what? He can't, it's not just that he shoots lightning and is super cool at twirling around and going, rawr, when he's got his lightsaber. Like, guess what else he can do? I'm going to show it. Okay. I think that, I don't, I don't think he would have skimped out on that. I think if he had intended for it to be Palpatine doing this, that he would have shown it in some way instead of just it's fine. like, hey, you but- guys have to assume that that's what's happening. It's fine. Before, uh, yeah. before we get into final thoughts, I do want to talk about one more scene, and it's the fight scene between Anakin and Obi-Wan. All right. Because before you do that, I want to apologize to your listeners for yelling into the mic. <laughs> that it's is, okay. They're used to it. Th- right. It has yeah. been a hundred plus episodes, and that has never happened before. <laughs> we have always How been, dare we you? We have always <laughs> been calm and even keeled. That's a terrible podcast. <laughs> Why? How dare you not modulate your voice at a proper level for easy Listen, listening? As someone who grew up with this stuff, it's a no-no. So I just... <laughs> All right. Well, podcast listeners, go ahead and just shoot us an email letting us know that you forgive Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Our email address is opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Nice plug. Thanks. So... Okay, no, okay. I, I want to talk about, because when I think back to this movie, I do think, man, I am annoyed with it and I don't really enjoy it. But there's scenes that stick out that I'm like, those are fun. Mm-hmm. The fight, the first 20 minutes, the... the We've talked about that first 20 minutes, like I'm not, seven It's so good, though. The, the chase between lizard and wheel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for Lizard the, and wheel. For the longest... Ugh, <laughs> smash, ugly robot. <laughs> You've heard of Starsky and Hutch. Well, this summer, get ready for lizard and wheel. <laughs> the spinoff. <laughs> No, and and for the longest time, I always thought back to this fight scene as being like, oh, it's just super cool. And when I watched it again, I was like, I think it's just cool when they get to the lava. Because before then, it's actually kind of hokey. 
I'm I'm gonna say that, like it seems like the quality varies wildly every time we cut back to it because like those first opening moments where they are first going at each other it's where it's like lightning fast yep. you can see the entire fight happening it's not like up close and you're just seeing lightsabers wave around those moments are tense and awesome especially when they're going down the hall and you can see the lightsabers cutting into the walls around them yeah that stuff is like a plus grade a material. But those moments where they're like drop kicking each other on top of a table are just like, okay, it looks this straight is straight out of the WWE. It's like <laughs> Obi-Wan runs up to him and Anakin kicks him and he does like the super exaggerated, like, oh, you've kicked me. Exactly. Those moments like, are, are really weird. And but like those moments where like they like Obi-Wan take grabs his lightsaber and like swings it down and oh, Anakin catches it on one hand and is like holding him there, that's super tense. But it's followed by like, let's force push at each other, but it looks like we're just holding out our hands, just not quite touching each other's because fingers that's what's happening <laughs> exactly and so like and the and, and, we then get the, and then it's not that either one of us wins we just both hit the magic force amount that like hey we both popped backwards and then we jump to like okay let's get out into the lava that moment where they're, they're like swinging on cables and stuff that stuff is super cool or that moment where they're like grabbing onto each other like holding onto each other's like sword arm and like holding each other there and you're just pushing at each other while in the background a volcano erupts behind them that that's awesome, but then there's that moment where they're like standing on top of the the like weird machines, like staring each other down, going, uh, "You were supposed to be the chosen one. Let's start this dialogue back again because no, this think, is what I that think, was missing." I think that's where is that the line where we get? Well, I think the Jedi are evil. <laughs> it is or like is that the, at the that's, beginning. Well, the you, Jedi are evil. No, it's, to me. it's like midway through the fight when they're floating on the the yeah. lava pit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. he's yeah, he's like, "I failed you, Anakin." Mm-hmm. The and Jedi like, are evil from my perspective. Because yes. <laughs> you he, don't get me, Dad. <laughs> it's not a face <laughs> and then you get like the moment of i, I have the high ground anakin now nah, i'm gonna jump over you. oh god <laughs> like anakin don't don't you think you could just wait a couple seconds and float 30 feet down <laughs> and continue no! the fight <laughs> yeah exactly so there are moments throughout this fight that are just but, awesome and beautiful and there are moments that are just goofy as hell so i'm gonna start by addressing your last comment because i still think uh, again I get to add things because I'm not limited <laughs> to on. the movie. But I think that the reason Anakin doesn't wait 30 feet and then jump across is because he is trying to, he's still trying to prove to Obi-Wan that he oh, is. I agree. Oh, I yeah. agree. No, yeah, that's I, there. I, I don't, I don't have a pro. I don't actually have a problem okay. with that. It's just a joke. That that's like, that's funny. like his whole point is no, he no, no, wants I think, to show I think that totally he is legitimate. That like, Hey, in his mind, he's no, you know what? I am the strongest. I am the one in the yes. force. Now I, think- I am the, yeah, I think what it is is that it is not sold to us, and what I mean by that is we don't believe that Anakin is a particularly strong well, Jedi. But again, if the, if they had had where okay, we've seen Obi Wan be defensive and badass, and we've seen Anakin be offensive and more badass. Yes. Then this scene where Anakin is so confident should, in his offensive powers, in his yeah. mind, it but Obi Wan just knows he's like, look, defense already, is what I'm about, and, and I've already I know got that it. I'm going to yeah. win here. Most of this fight feels pretty even. Would you guys agree with that? Like they feel like they're on pretty close to even yes, terms. It is yeah. the it is to add a sports analogy, it is essentially the it is the epitome of offense versus defense. I think that the problem with that is that if you want to make this fight have more impact, Anakin should be whipping Obi-Wan's ass through the entire I, thing. Like yes, he should it should I, feel I, like he's going being overwhelmed. back to intent, I mm-hmm. think that is what is happening. I, I don't think that is. I think that they... I they think literally they, have a scene where they're forced pushing they do, each other and they are which is Which is one of those scenes where I'm like, I think George wanted to do this because it looks cool. But I do think most of the fight, Obi-Wan's on his heels. 
I, I think that he's getting his hits in. Like, he's landing some kicks. He's landing some hits. He's pulling some chops on him. I feel like what this needs to feel like is Obi-Wan, through the entire thing, trying to talk. And, like, not sure. even able hardly to get words out. But still trying to. Like, throwing yeah. stuff in. Like, and again, I don't end, like, having to cut it's himself off not, as yeah. he has to fight. As this guy's throwing everything at him. But... I think that the way that this needs to end is with that moment of don't try it mm-hmm. because he's finally gotten to that point, sort of like what I was talking Where about he's earlier. He's still trying to save him, but he's like, if you do this, I have no choice. Right, kind of or or it's just that moment of like, I've re- we've reached the end of this fight. I'm done. I'm going to I'm going to hurt you yeah. if well, you try also, this. And I'm fine also, with that. That would be just such a sweet mirror to. I mean, Jared, it's what you've been talking about the whole time. Where like, no, the the problem has been the the Jedi and their arrogance, right? Yeah. And that's where Anakin, because Anakin has been caught in the middle of this, and he thinks he's found the way, like, away from that. And then in this moment, it's just his own arrogance that is, like, that becomes his undoing. Where sure. he's like, no, like, I am more powerful than you. I, I have everything under control. I know what's going on. And he suffers the consequences yeah, for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, I'm fine with that. I, I, there are definitely flaws in the fight. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the fact that you guys like the cable swinging back and forth, I think that's the campiest part. Oh, it, I, it's, 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 it's super <laughs> campy, but there's just something about that that is super cool. It's me. fine. Yeah. I, I, it is the one part where I just get pulled out of the scene because I'm like, Obi Wan, you clearly swung at Anakin's lightsaber instead uh-huh. of at Anakin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For so, sure. Like, <laughs> it, it's because for some reason it reminds me of like old pirate movies, and right. I just enjoy that. That's fine. Yeah. I agree. It's uh, again. I think it's a lot of fun. I just think that yeah. watching it again, I'm like, ooh, they, you know, you it's, know, maybe it's not a hundred percent great. Maybe there's just like yeah. I, I have, that last bit on the lava is awesome. I've talked before about how I have a bank of of uh, like different fight scenes that I'll go back to and rewatch, mm-hmm. and this almost made it in. And then I was like, I'll rewatch this at some point, just <laughs> out yeah. of context. And it was like, oh. Maybe not. I'll, I'll find a different lightsaber fight from like Force Unleashed or something to watch. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, yeah. So. In the movies, it's not better than uh, the fight scene in Phantom Menace, in my opinion. I think Phantom Menace is better. I agree. Well, and okay, and I agree because, and I think the music carries a lot of that. Yeah, I would say. Oh yeah, Duel Fates is great. I would it's say amazing. that this one is better, but only because it has emotional content to it. There, there is an actual rivalry here. There's, there's actual so. conflict on a character level between these two that's not really there in Phantom Menace. I think choreography wise, you're probably right. Yes. I would probably. Uh, that's, I'm agree sorry, with that's what I was saying. Purely from a fight perspective, with, from a choreography fight right, perspective. Right, right, right. Because, yes. because that is a big part that no one thinks about when they're talking about fight scenes. Is like you can have all the cool, sure. awesome moments well, you want. Well, that's why, despite how crappy it looks, the fight between Vader and Obi Wan in A New Hope is great, in my opinion. Uh, We'll talk about it. We later. are going to talk about that fight we'll in particular when when we get Can't to Star wait Wars. To that part. <laughs> <laughs> that that will be another part where we have some arguing. But for now, why don't we go ahead and get into our final ratings? What do you okay. think? Okay. Uh, sure. I'll I'll start us off as the resident sour grapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed it more than I uh, than I have on previous watches. Not at all because of the movie, but just because of how pissed off Jared got <laughs> that I was pissed off at the movie. Uh, that made the whole watching experience a lot more fun for me. So thank you, Jared. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm always here for an angry moment. <laughs> um, the movie itself, though, I, I don't think my opinion of it has really changed. Um, I think that there are definitely a lot of fun scenes in this movie, but the parts that aren't never descend to that point of being so bad that it's funny. Yeah. Um, and for me, that means that there's... that As opposed to the movie transitioning from good entertaining points to really bad entertaining points it shifts from good entertaining points to boring points 
And for me, that makes for a less fun watching experience. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie really has to be um, Palpatine. Uh, he just it's so hammy and it's just it's every every scene with him in it is enjoyable to watch it's great it's just fun Ian McDermott deserves everything it's amazing I I love it especially especially when he's killing Mace Windu he's like unlimited power it's just it's a ton of fun like I love it um he he is my favorite part of this. You have movie. reminded me that I also wanted to talk about that fight scene, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm now just furiously trying to figure out a way to work it in, even though it's not my least favorite or favorite part of the movie. Feel free to jam it in somewhere. <laughs> Editing. Uh, my favorite part, or yeah, that that was my favorite part of the movie. My least favorite part of the movie. It's hard to narrow down to one, um, just because again, it's the fact that the movie gets just really tedious and boring for me at points. Hmm. Um, I think the mo- most often that happens with a- Anakin and Padme. Um, I think their lack of chemistry uh, really hurts those scenes for me. Where if 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 it had felt like man, these two people really are in love, like okay, yeah. these scenes are kind of boring in their own right. But all right, you know, I'm on board with it. But the lack of chemistry made it so that it was really hard for me to get on board with it at all. Uh, so th- just the, those parts are my least favorite part of the movie. Um, it's my least favorite of the prequels. Uh, and for that, I'm going to have to give it uh, two out of five squawking uh, bird lizards. <laughs> Jared, you want to go next? Can you, can you rank your trilogy? I, I, I mean, it definitely goes. Um, I mean, it goes one, two, three. All right. Yeah. After I thought for a long time it went two one three, but after rewatching it, I think it you goes realize one, the two. error of your ways. I think it goes one two three. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Sure, I can go next. Um, so as I've stated multiple times, and as I have fallen on my sword in this podcast, <laughs> uh-huh. I enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, I think that he. I think George. I'm going to continue to call him George. He doesn't deserve to get George Lucas for me because of the way that he, <laughs> he treats the prequels. deserve the respect of a last name. Not until we get to the original trilogy. Like, I could get it if you're like, okay, it's Dr. George Lucas, but I'm just calling him <laughs> yeah, George call Lucas. Him George. But no, it's not. Either. You don't deserve a second name. <laughs> Go on. Anyways, um, there's a lot of things I like about this movie. I think that George does finally get it right. I think that he um, really, because he brought out brought in outside help for this, was able to put together something that he couldn't do the first two times, um, and I. What what outside help did he bring in? Because it was directed and written by him. It was, but I think that he was much more open to criticism. There have been a lot of interviews about how um, he, especially in Phantom Menace, he really just wanted to do it his way, and you know, so they're sitting there in post, and he's like trying to defend it, and then I think by the third one. Um, there were things I, I'm trying to think of specifics. I know one is he was not going to add. So, and when they're uh, storming the Jedi temple at the end of the movie, yeah. um, and Yoda throws his lightsaber into one of the clones, he wasn't going to do that. And they were like, no, you need to do this. Cause it's going to, it's going to put it in a, in a better light kind of thing. And so he had a team that was at least giving him ideas instead mm-hmm. of just, sure. This is my thing. It, leave me alone kind of thing. Cause I think he did that in Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, but all that to say, this is the movie that I enjoy watching Anakin's story. I'm fine with Anakin as a kid in one, but it doesn't really do anything for me as Darth Vader. Um, in two, I that kid could leave and show back up in three, and it would be better than mm-hmm. what we get in episode two. <laughs> um, but I actually really like all of the things that take place in Anakin throughout this movie. 
and thinking about tying that in with Anakin's backstory um, to make this thing where he be- ends up as Darth Vader because of all that coming together. Um, so I like the way that he responds. I think that Hayden Christensen, whether it was you know finally being allowed to act or because he finally got it or whatever, he took it to a new level in this movie, and I actually was able to buy into Anakin. Um, so I really appreciate that. I do like the fight scene at the end. I think it's great. Um, it does have its flaws, like we've talked about. Sure. But it's still, I mean, for what it's supposed to be, these are two guys that have grown up together on different sides of the coin, and to reach the ultimate conflict at the end, is it's cool. I like it. Quit okay. giving give me looks. I, so they say. <laughs> Go on. It's fine. It's fine. Um... So those would probably be my, t- my favorite parts of the movie. I don't know that I have a specific scene. I've mentioned the first scene multiple times. So as far as the a first scene, like 20 minutes, the, the first movie, 20 yeah. minutes is great. I love it. You finally get good space battles on a theatrical scene from the prequels. Um, as far as the thing that I like least about this movie, there are a few things. Um, the dialogue overall, like with the whole trilogy is crap. Um, the, is that your least favorite? I I hate the line that Obi-Wan gives. I hate it because mm-hmm. it just it puts a stupidity on my character that I just am so frustrated with. Um I love Obi-Wan a mm-hmm. lot. I I think he's super cool in the way that they that his whole character is. But that line is so dumb. What are you going to say? I I feel you on a spiritual level because of a character in Endgame. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. I just the more I think about it, why is Natalie Portman in this movie? To die? But sh- no, no, not Padme. I understand why Padme is there. Oh, why is Natalie they, Portman in this they movie? They accidentally cast her in the second one. No, <laughs> no in the first one, the actually. First... The reason is yeah, yeah, they... why is she in this trilogy? Back when uh, Leon the Professional came out, George Lucas saw that and had this oh, idea for gosh. a child queen and wanted her in it. But by the time he actually got around to making the movie, she was too old, but still got her cast in the movie. I don't even care about her age. Like she just doesn't want to doesn't no, seem she, to want to be she there. doesn't like she she actively did not want to like but but i don't understand that but because you make now, lots of money being in now, star wars movies yeah you do but like now she's coming out in all i hate to come out and talk about outside things but the actor is coming out and talking about how she, it was a big bummer that star wars was responded to the way that it was I, yeah because i'm sure you want whatever work you're in to be received well the, I guess. She, when, when it started she was still a really young person who right. didn't understand the commitment that she was tra- getting into and the things that would be necessary for it and she hated it the i think that's fair and and i think that also on top of that like a lot of the decisions behind the movie did not support her as a creative sure. actress and so so yeah so that is yeah. that is the other thing i will say i did not realize that as i have like as I've grown to critique these movies. Yeah. But sitting through it this time, I was like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And that frustrated me. So that's probably one of my least favorite things too. All right. Overall rating. <sighs> the moment of truth. <laughs> so I go back and forth about whether I like this one better or not than Phantom Menace. Cause I like both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to stick with my analogy of four out of five on the high ground. Holy Good shit. Night. Get out of here. <laughs> I was being and generous. 80%. Eighty percent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm in line with the with the. Overall That's what rate. it has on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an eighty. Me and Rotten Tomatoes are on point. Oh, eighty God. people out of a hundred are dumb. <laughs> wow. Um. I mean, that no, may be true, but anyway, of, well, that may be true, but they are not dumb because they have a different opinion on entertainment than you do. <laughs> this movie is a is not as much of a train wreck as previous movies. 
uh, it's clear that George Lucas got help. It's clear that he he accepted that he had flaws in his storytelling style that, you know, uh, and honestly, I feel for the guy because he had monumental pressure that nothing could ever have lived up oh, to. yes. Right. I completely agree with that. But on the other hand, he utterly failed at even delivering a basically competent movie twice in a row and then got enough help to get a get past the finish line essentially um this movie has big big problems but it also has a lot of fun stuff into it and we've talked a lot about that and you know some of it is the silly hamminess of ian mcdermott's performance and how hilariously over the top he is and some of it is genuinely heartfelt stuff like i think there are good scenes between with anakin in them i think that this movie shows that if uh, if uh, George Lucas had let him act or let him given him proper material, Hayden Christensen would not have been nearly as reviled as the character as as he was. Yeah. Um. And I am very happy to to hear that more and more fans are more accepting of him these days than they ever were before. Um. Because this is not on him. This is all on George. Mm-hmm. The the failures of this movie are on him. Um. My favorite part of this movie is. Honestly, it's that opening moment of the fight between Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. When the words are done and the lightsabers come out, those lightning fast moves that those two were doing, like really doing, because I've seen the practice moments of them like working this fight out. It looks awesome. It is everything that I feel like this entire trilogy should have had from fight scenes it's it's fantastic and i love it i think there's parts of the the fight that come after it that fail it and i think that there are parts sure. of it that are almost as good as that but that is the moment that i'm like okay i'm in this is what i want from things and i think that's why it lives in your memory and a lot of other people mm-hmm. people's memory as as a yeah. great fight because those opening moments are so good my least favorite part of this movie is that it doesn't live up even to the potential that's in it. I think that if there's a specific moment, it's probably the moment that Anakin decides to walk into the temple and kill kids because that's too far. Like he 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 jumps too far into evil immediately on this without knowing that I, Palpatine Palpatine can back up his promises. I, I don't think it's too far. I think it's too fast. That's what I mean. Like he okay. it, it, like it's, we're saying the same thing. Sure, sure, sure. Like sure. he he turns on that evil dime real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. And it just, it doesn't work. And it, that's the most prominent moment of it not feeling like it should to me. Yeah. Um, so overall rating, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a two, two unlimited powers <laughs> out of five. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's it's just a deeply, deeply flawed movie. Uh, but if I'm ranking these movies, it goes Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, this movie. Uh, this movie is head and shoulders over the other two, in my opinion. Okay, so you went from least to best. Yes, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, attack. Uh, I th- yeah, I didn't give my rating, but I would say that that's probably the list that I would go with. Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith are probably close, it, but Attack they, of the Clones is a big fall off. They're not close for me, but it's a it's a big fall off on each step. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, wow. I'm excited for next time though when we finally watch a truly really good star wars movie yeah a new hope yep we yeah. finally get to get into it yeah i'm i'm excited to talk about it because i didn't know i originally like it all that much but as i've gotten older I've, I've grown to like it a lot more i'm i'm in a similar camp so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what everyone has to say about it we'll have, i mean we we talked for a long time about this movie and we didn't i mean there's the whole swaths we didn't bring up mm-hmm. we never talked about yoda and palpatine fighting 
or oh, or the so Wookiees. We didn't talk about the Wookiees at all. Sorry, I went <laughs> philosophical on us. I mean, <laughs> that's all right. I think that's that's more entertaining, honestly, because like most of that stuff, I would just be like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to find more entertainment uh, in the form of our podcasts, you can find those on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and OpinionatedPodcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, OpinionatedMovieReviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. Uh, If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use. Uh, Between that and you guys sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.